Wait, no, I got it. One. Two. Buckle my shoe. Three. Four. Shut the door. Yay. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. This is where we end it. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Here is my handle. Here is my spout. When I get all steamed up, hear me shout. Shake it to me, baby. Let it all hang out. That really took a turn. Much like any time you're hanging out with me. (laughs) That is a fair point. Chris Holly. And I'm Sean Cooper. And we are coming back to you in, in the in the new what am I trying to say? We're 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 carving a, a new path. The the first season was all about uh, a lot of reasons why. We talked about healthcare and health insurance and, and a lot of the uh, long term benefits of investing and things that are going to come up later in life and why why investing is important for the long haul. The second season was about trying to get that framework and that foundation started so that you have all of your ducks in a row in order to be able to start financing, financing, investing, saving, investing, saving money in order to do stuff with numbers. Yeah. How do you you like that? (laughs) (laughs) That's the professional term. (laughs) And uh, and then this third season is we want to talk about some of the actual uh processes of investing itself and uh we do need to address a couple of things first and that's why today we want to touch on inflation because that's something that is a a product that happens uh, over time while you are investing and it's got some factors to consider along the way and kind of moving forward i'm kind of excited in a weird twisted way that uh everyone's just kind of along the ride with me as they kind of have been before but especially so now because now we've we've veered out of the personal finance and day-to-day realm that i'm comfortable with and now it's it's just going to be me completely lost and talking to sean and saying i don't get it so (laughs) um yeah sean uh what what inflation what (laughs) what what why do we care about inflation what what is what is inflation i'll definitely tell you why why you should care about inflation but honestly i I fully expected you to have some kind of internet definition of inflation pulled up oh wait where were you on that one one. i've got one hang on you do okay i'm gonna okay i'm I'm about to uh but here's how i'm gonna do it urban dictionary (laughs) inflation (laughs) definition Okay, here we go. Not even Wikipedia, but Urban Dictionary. Maybe after this we can give them like an Investopedia definition because I think that might... Uh, this is not part ahead. of the podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh, well, uh, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell it to you right now, and we're going to clip it. And then 
I'm only going to keep the reaction. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and then if somebody decides to research it on their own time, that's their problem. Uh, inflation. <laughs> a... Those are both horrendous, especially <laughs> the first one. Uh, oh, Urban Dictionary, you cruel, cruel invention. Well, if you uh, if you do that on your own time, uh, that's that's your choice, and I am not condoning it in any stretch right now. Yeah, why don't we uh, try uh, the Keynesian definition? Keynesian. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Do you have that handy? Investopedia. No, you grab that. You grab that. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Inflation definition in Invesian? Investopedia. No. You good with that? Investopedia. That's good. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking uh, John Maynard Keynes. Yeah. No. Uh, <clears throat> okay. I'm going to try and say it in a very professional voice now that we've completely declined within the first three minutes or so. <clears throat> declined? I think we, like, dug a hole. <laughs> Bottomed <that> was, <laughs> Yeah. Inflation is the decline of purchasing power of a given currency over time. A quantitative estimate of the rate at which the decline in purchasing power occurs can be reflected in the increase of an average price level of a basket of selected goods and services in an economy over some period of time. The rise in the general level of prices often expressed a percentage means that a unit of currency effectively buys less than it did in prior periods. Fantastic. Podcast over. Yeah. Now, I only have one question. Yes. John. What? Uh, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to wanna See, I thought that, that definition was great. It it was to su- this this definition could have been in numbers and I would have understood it equally well. And maybe maybe it's because I was throwing on a weird voice and not paying attention. I will talk about numbers later though. I don't doubt any of that tell me (laughs) (laughs) tell talk to me about what that definition means to you okay so basically what it was saying is that over time the price of goods everything that we purchase on a day-to-day basis goes up now now it doesn't always go up there are periods of deflation japan has experienced that um, for an extended period of time but for the most part the price of goods goes up over time that's why, you know, decades ago you could buy fuel for um, a quarter for a gallon instead of 2 to $3 or $3.50 a gallon. That is inflation. The price of your, your general goods going up, what it was talking about in terms of measuring it is typically you take a basket of goods designed to represent the average person's uh, purchases on an annual basis. So you're going to factor in things like uh, house, car, uh, food, you know, number of different items in the food category, clothing, all sorts of different things. And you look at that basket of goods and the prices of those goods in one year, and then you look at that same basket and that price of goods the following year, or at least that's how it's technically supposed to be done. Um, this is typically done 
and measured with the CPI, which is this consumer price index. So if you track the consumer price index, that's how they measure inflation on an annual basis. Um, now that has been altered a number of times over the years, um, you know, it's, it's always been a basket of goods. But the way they measure it or the version of the CPI that they, they use to uh, quote and measure inflation has actually changed over time. Okay. Well, and I, I, I think that's that's a pretty fair fair way to describe all of that. And uh, so you've, you've got the, the numbers, the cost of goods. In theory, I mean, like, you know, a, a car that was $2,000 years ago is going to be $40,000 now and that's that's the idea of inflation and you know there's right and we're not necessarily talking about the same car because then it would right. be old and probably would have depreciated but yes right yeah right. but like a, a new a, a car, roughly equivalent car right you know, to today's new, standards yeah brand new car right and I, I think I think with your description and, and that is kind of an idea is a, is a good overall explanation definition of it uh, and maybe maybe this this is opening a can of worms and maybe not is inflation something that is a naturally occurring process just strictly by you know we get new parts for the car so you're putting new alloys and new different things into it and that's why it becomes more expensive or is it created on a on a larger scheme level uh, from from a a bureaucratic standpoint does it does it naturally occur and it's a combination of the two or where why does inflation happen we get what it is and we get it is happening but why does it happen uh yeah so part of it is naturally occurring but it also i mean again that goes into how you measure it so you talked about the uh, alteration of goods over time so as things enhance new products are developed it becomes a matter of is this alternate this better product the same thing and can the increased price associated with the the improvements in that product be associated with inflation or with the the, the change in the good itself so i mean if i'm buying bread you know white bread that hasn't changed a whole lot over time except they've probably added quite a few more preservatives depending on where you're buying it um yeah if you're you know fresh bakery then probably not but you know if you're going to the grocery store and buying it in a plastic bag more preservatives any side note anyway uh the point is some goods haven't changed a whole lot so it's very easy to measure inflation with those and inflation associated with those i would argue is mostly bureaucratically generated um there are some costs that go into it that could potentially cause rises in inflation you know the the those goods have to be shipped and transported to you uh, the methods of packaging may have changed but all the different costs that go into actually getting it to you can in fact the impact the price so uh, whether that's the the cost of the the truck or the train that's getting it to you or the fuel that's being used to uh drive that truck uh, can impact it and that can be m more of a natural inflation but I would say a lot of it is more um, bureaucratically created politically created okay and so what why 
Why why make anything more expensive? Why why can't my bread be fifty cents a loaf? Like it once was. Sometime, however many years ago that was, I think. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why can't it be? Yeah. Um why 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 does inflation even I like I get that it happens at the at the bureaucratic side and that's part of it and uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of asking with an idea of where you're going to go with it, but I I don't know, which is why I'm just generally asking. Like, wh- why? Why would somebody that's in charge of a bureaucratic level within the government go? We should make things more expensive. Like, because because like it's it's not as simple as that, but as a as a whole, that conversation in a way kind of has to happen. So. Right. No, there are a number of government economists that have said that a certain level of inflation is good for the economy. I have yet to see any argument that suggests that that is legitimate, personally. Um, There are lots and lots of studies that have shown that inflation is very bad for the individual, uh, especially retirees. Mm, Um, Why the government might, might want inflation, actually, a certain level of it, is honestly for the purpose of paying off debt. Uh, if if someone has lots and lots of debt uh, and they're paying a relatively low interest rate on it like they are right now because interest rates are incredibly low, you know, you're paying 1%, 2%, and inflation is, say, 2%. It actually averages around 3% annually in the U.S., uh, depending on uh, the, the period you're examining. Uh, I think 3.1 is roughly what I've come up with for the most part, unless uh, at least from their long-term averages. But if you're paying debt of 2% and inflation is 3%, then you're effectively paying the person who loaned you the money back with uh, dollars that are worth less than the dollars that you borrowed. Even though you're paying more back, it's actually worth less, so it actually it it makes it easier to pay off that debt. Gotcha. If that and makes you're sense. saying that when when the inflation occurs and there's there's more more value to the dollar that it it might not be as much money as they'd be getting back in in certain debt payoffs, but at least the debts are being paid off. Is that what you're saying? Right. Well, so for example, if I were to borrow $100 from you, okay, I take that $100 and I go out and buy $100 worth of goods. And when I pay you back, I'm going to pay you 2% interest. So in a year from now, I'm going to pay you $102. Okay. But that $102 now only buys you roughly $99 worth of goods. Gotcha. So I, I paid you more than you paid me, but you were able to purchase fewer goods than I was. Right. That totally makes sense. What uh, what do you do about the fact that both of your legs are broken because you were a day late paying me back my $102? Is that, <laughs> is that part of the <laughs> So you're a loan shark and you've got your, uh, your goons to come after me. You know, I, I don't I'll, think that has any impact on inflation. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a, a story that I you know I'm I'm gonna clip out of this section right here and I'm gonna throw it at the end. 
if we deem it's appropriate and if we don't then i'm just gonna get rid of it <laughs> okay but uh <laughs> so uh wow uh, yeah crystal loan shark uh you know all right so same time period because now i'm just telling stories there was uh there was another time uh this was actually my first ever lesson in business uh and i didn't even realize i was doing it we there there was uh this was at school uh and we there was a section where there were all these lockers but there were like sections in between each ones that didn't have locks on them and so the people like there were there were enough lockers that everybody got assigned one with a lock on it and the only rule with the ones without lockers is if you bring in a lock it's your locker it's very simple and nobody ever used them because nobody wanted to go buy a lock and so me and a group of my friends uh we we started doing a thing where we really got sick of spending you know a dollar fifty for a can of soda up at the front and so we went out to costco and we stocked up on sodas and got a couple locks and just took over a stretch of lockers and it was our inventory and uh we started having you know word kind of got out it was originally just for our stash just so that we didn't have to go up and buy it all the time and then people started saying like oh you know i'll give you like 50 cents for one and i'll give you 75 cents for one as long as they're not paying at the front you know we didn't care but then we we started making money and wow. uh we uh we just kept our inventory up and we just you know we did a costco run about once a week we started using some of this money actually to start we started ordering dominoes every day um and uh <laughs> they they drop it off and we always get uh, two pizzas and we'd wind up selling by the slice the second one uh, because then that would pay for our two pizzas the next day and so then we we used the money to buy that system <laughs> and then we had our pizza system and we had the other one which we called the sugar shack once words started getting out and uh, then we started having people literally knocking on our our classroom doors and like waving to us through the windows so that we'd come outside and we'd we'd sell them goods <laughs> and uh, we had a sit down with the principal at some point and they ultimately said, <laughs> Look, you, uh, you either got to stop doing this or you got to cut us in. And, uh, we said, no, nope. really? we, yeah. And we just, we just dipped out and we just, we split the profits, closed up shop. And that was that. <laughs> so they wanted you to cut them in. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were, we were uh, undercutting them ultimately, you know, if you're charging a dollar 50, that's still ridiculous today. You know, if you're charging a buck fifty for a can of soda, um, you know, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, yeah, we were undercutting them, and I, it was clearly enough to damage their business. So that's that's why we got a talking to. So <laughs> there's there's those uh, my my two business stories, my my biggest business lessons I learned in high school, both legitimate and not so legitimate. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome so inflation <laughs> inflation indeed um yeah so uh we were talking about inflation in the two to three percent range which really doesn't sound that bad um and when i, I bring up the two percent because the the federal reserve is actually targeting three percent so when we we say that the government actually wants inflation i'm, I'm not kidding they're, sure. they're literally targeting two percent inflation um, and so basically anytime inflation is below that 2% mark, like it is now, mm -hmm. 
the Fed is going to be pumping money into the system to try to spur the economy. If it gets over that, they'll start pulling money out of the economy to try to essentially slow it down and control inflation. Absolutely. And they've been pumping it in a lot for the last uh, year about Yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I was, I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day uh, that it's – it's worth considering the circumstances that there are right now, right now, uh, because we're we're looking at, God, what is it like, two point four percent for mortgage loans right now? Um, yeah, I believe something. that sounds it's, about right. It's hovering around that. I've I've heard everything from two point two five to like two point seven five, and uh, over the course of the last year, just just homes alone, and uh, when you're looking at things like that, when you're looking at things like. Uh, HELOCs, when you're looking at just really any form of a loan that you're going to be taking on in this stretch where percentages are sitting below this 3% like we're talking about, then make sure you're taking the time to consider whether or not this is a fixed rate or a variable loan. Because yes. as, soon as, the, uh, as soon as the Federal Reserve starts to go, hey, we got, <laughs> we got hooks on everybody. Let's uh, let's start up in these numbers a little bit, and you've got a variable rate. Like you, you, you got to saddle up because it's it's coming. Um, but you know that's 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 just something to be aware of. Like maybe maybe the variable rate is something that is appealing to you for whatever reason. Again, this is because we have to make sure we're we're staying pretty regulated here. This this is not advice one way or another. It's just encouraging you to be aware of what possibilities are out there that if you don't have a fixed rate and the federal reserves decide to up that that interest rate and start needing those banks to pay them back which means you're going to be paying the banks back at whatever interest rate that they're starting to have to deal with then it's it's something that could come around and it's something that's worth considering is that is that fair is that tactful enough yeah yeah you just want to be aware of what you're you're getting into fixed rates are i mean i think fixed rates are a, a nice option option right now uh sure variable uh in a time when interest rates are this low you might be able to save some up front but you, you're going to want to monitor it down the road or be in a position to, to pay it off or refinance and when you if interest rates are already going back up and that's why you want to refinance then you're going to be refinancing into something higher so. sure that's a great point actually i don't even yeah didn't even think about that that's a great point so yep um they can get into a little bit of trouble there but they you know it's it's something to consider but you you want to be smart about it sure so um the other thing we had uh, touched on a, a bit ago was cpi as a, a measure in, of inflation and that, that basket of goods. And yeah. one of the things I find really interesting about it is the fact that it has been changed numerous times over the last several decades. So while the government is literally shooting for a certain level of inflation, uh, there are those who believe that the the inflation that they have are quoting is actually being uh, essentially underquoted, if you will, uh, because of the way they've changed the CPI over the years. Uh, a couple of the different things that they have done, for example, uh, depending on which CPI you track or which one they decide to 
quote, uh, they, for the most part, have eliminated energy from the equation because it's so volatile, uh, largely, uh, I mean, the biggest piece of that energy pie is oil. So it ends up, because it fluctuates so much, it ends up impacting the inflation rate fairly significantly. So they've actually pulled it out of the equation. Uh, they, they still have it in some versions of the CPI, but the one they typically quote and the one they're, they're, they're looking for from a... Okay, so uh, I, I I know that you mentioned the CPI earlier, and I, I know that it's uh, it's the ability to kind of monitor where where inflation is happening, and, and I I get that. Yes. Um, but that's like who 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 are these dudes? Like what what like I, I know you gave me a, a title for CPI and stuff, but like what, what consumer exactly, price index? Right. What like what exactly is that? Their whole job is to monitor inflation. Or is is this kind of a byproduct of what they do? What? Oh, I don't know who actually uh, creates the CPI. Um, Bureau of Labor Statistics. Bureau of Labor Statistics? Yes. Bowles? <laughs> B- yeah, I guess. Yeah. The Bowles? Yeah, that's you got the fair. bowls on you for inflation? The inflation uh-huh. bowl? Okay. Um, yeah, so some, some of the other things they've done, so in addition to you know choosing to kind of pull energy out of the factor, which would make inflation look even higher, um, or rather I would say accurate and yeah anyway Um, another example of how they've kind of manipulated the number if you will is they've actually uh, gone to the the extent of saying okay well if the price of certain goods goes up then people are going to look for alternative goods Um, so something that would be deemed a rough equivalent and therefore we aren't tied to measuring the inflation of this particular good we can actually say okay well we'll start with the price of this good but then when it gets too high we can find an alternative good to use in that equation so for example an example of that would be uh steak okay so there's the price of yeah so as the price of steak goes up, we're going to, instead of measuring the price of steak every year, if it gets too high, then we're going to switch over to hamburger. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I can tell by your mm that you didn't view that as a viable alternative. Uh, no. I, I, the burgers <laughs> are excellent. Like, right. I, I love a good burger, but I just, you know, I... You know, I, I guess I feel like if steak's not a viable, I, I would I would shoot for another slab of something is probably the best term for it. You right. Know, you, yeah, instead of your filet mignon, chicken. you might have a, a New York strip or, you know, yeah, you go from New York to. Oh, that's an option. A oh, chicken yeah. breast. You just said no steak. I mean, I'm like, oh, well. Well, no. see, so it depends on which steak they're me- That's That's what I mean is what is the viable option? They've arbitrarily decided that, okay, well, the price of this has gone up, so people are going to use this instead, and therefore we're going to measure inflation based on this change instead of measuring inflation on this same good over time. Tuna steak. Right. 
No, I, a tuna steak is a great alternative if you haven't had tuna steak. Oh, yeah. Nice, like a solid yes. sear on it, but like still yep. very like rare-ish. Like you could you could call up the sushi place and be like, no, I, I want to make sure that the center is like sushi. Anyway, yeah, that makes oh, sense. Oh, I, I hear you. Um, so is my dad. <laughs> I, I, I like a decent, a decent sear on each side, so it's still, you know, uh, nice in the middle. But uh, my dad, he'll order it and... I tease him that it's still moving. Oh yeah, I I had yeah. I had somebody like that when I was working in the kitchens. I back back in my my line cook broil cook days. I remember somebody ordered one and in very very big bold letters, uh, the description for their rare steak was all caps saying "mooing" with oh, exclamation geez. points. And I <laughs> uh, I remember that all all that happened was you pull out the steak and. You got the grill there, and I I counted. That was it. Whoa! And uh, he loved it. Yeah, know. that's pretty that rare. Weird. Oh, that's pretty yeah. rare. It was tops five seconds aside. Tops. Anyway, for for those who aren't necessarily uh, you know meat eaters and stuff, the the point right. is it's, it's, that it's actually eggplant. It's seared <laughs> eggplant, five now, seconds on each side. My point is that they have arbitrarily decided alternatives for us, and uh, they, I would argue, are skewing what actual inflation is by uh, creating alternatives that aren't necessarily alternatives in many people's view. Um, if, if I want an orange, but orange prices have gone up so i'm going to get an apple instead that doesn't really account for what i'm actually experiencing from my purchasing power parity yeah god that's like comparing apples and oranges right what the hell <laughs> <laughs> okay, um so it happens it ahead. happens at a bureaucratic level for for both a federal reserve side as well as from the side of the cbi of certain CPI. goods cp excuse me thank you it rhymes so i i slurred my words <laughs> yep. uh the cpi and so whether that is to encourage a good or discourage a good kind of kind of depending on where everything is coming from those are all variables uh to inflation and what kind of creates inflation are there any other variables we haven't talked about mm, i mean Again, it goes back to kind of that gray area of whether it, it ends up being in true inflation or if it's complete alternatives. Um, for example, you wouldn't you wouldn't say like, okay, I have a computer, and or even we'll make it more direct comparison. Right now, I'm holding a BA two plus Texas Instrument calculator in my hand. Um, it's a financial calculator. I would not Ooh. view. I would not view this. So if I'm looking at inflation, I would not say before I could buy an abacus. Now I can buy this BA2 plus and therefore the difference in the price of these two things is inflation. Right. That's a, it's a, I mean, it's a total technological advancement that you, you can't compare the two in any way, shape or form. So whether or not that gets included is, you know, a different story. And then there's also things like um, technology the price of a computer over time has actually gone down. I mean, you look at the, the, the massive 
computers that they had originally that filled entire rooms uh, at like NASA, for example, the the processing power. That's a actually a great example. The processing power and the price of that computer relative to most people's smartphones. The the phone you have in your pocket right now has more processing power than the entirety of NASA when they put the first man on the moon. That is super true, and what a great way to compare the two. <laughs> that's that's a great point. Yeah. Um, so. Um, and and I mean, not to mention too. I was watching some of that the other day, or watch. It was it was a random clip. I'm just uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and pull it up and go, oh, look up such and such and such. <laughs> but um, it, it was an interaction between somebody that had a lot of money, and clearly because they had a camera following him around, and it was like the late 80s and that's kind of unusual at that point yeah uh, somebody was following them with a computer uh, excuse me a camera because he was going to go buy a personal computer and it was something like god i want to say it was like a 1500 computer that was like 32 kilobytes of ram or something like that like right just the the fact that it was so expensive for something that is a fraction of the power that we have for computers now and with it being the price of $1,500 30 years ago is wild to me. Yeah, um, yeah. And they've absolutely come down in price. <laughs> yeah, so technology yeah. is one of the few areas where we've actually seen uh, deflation, if you will. And that's just a supply and demand thing, though, isn't it? Where people are just getting better at, at having the technology available, and so then then they compete. Otherwise, we would have seen these phones for $12,000, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, you're looking at the supply side there. There's yeah. lots of supply, lots of advancements in technology. So, uh, and, and for the most part, there's lots of people that are coming up with those advance, advancements. Um, yeah. Cool. It creates more okay. supply, therefore price tends to drop well we we have now touched on what creates inflation what inflation is and i i think the only thing that's really left to hit is why it matters i guess that is a big factor yeah so i i mean i i'll I'll try and i'll try and make it pretty you know i mean let me see what i can do with it and then uh, when you go go ahead and then i'll take this you're wrong (laughs) um so the the big thing to consider to me when you're looking at inflation is the fact of being able to keep that as a factor because inflation does and will occur and will continue to occur. And that's been especially so ever since the, uh, the, the matching of the, the gold reserve in the eighties in a way. And, um, so the inflation has a lot more, fluctuation that can occur in it and that means that when you are looking at the long term of these things when you're looking at long-term investing when you're looking at uh you have retired you are going to retire things that you need to consider include inflation because if you know what your cost of goods are going to be every year if you just knew that every day throughout the course of the year you're only going to spend fifty thousand dollars on cost of goods well even if things don't change if you use the exact same hair gel and exact same medic bills and like every single thing is the same every year for the rest of your life then those prices are still going to increase with inflation 
And if you still only have that 50000 a year available to you, then that $50,000 becomes worth less over that time of the cost of goods increasing, including medical bills and the like. And that's why it's... I, I usually try to say, like, try and think about what's important to you, but to me, that's why it is faulty thinking to say, I only need 50000 a year to survive through my lifetime after I retire. Because if you have a system where it's like a defined benefit and it's 50000 but you also get an increase with inflation and increase where it's it's matching the market each year and it's a 3% increase from your defined contribution when you retire, uh, excuse me, your defined benefit when you retire, fine. But at least you're considering it. If you go, well, I have X amount of money and... I retired with this much money and I know I only need 50,000 a year and 50,000 a year buys me this many years after I retire is wrong. It's incorrect. And right. the the thing that you need to do with that is it you need to call someone like Sean and go, I've got this lump sum of money, but I need it to be able to match inflation. Because anymore when, when it used to be, the, the reason that conversation even occurs still is because that was kind of the thought originally. Uh, you know, we're talking 50 years ago where you would get your money, you'd put it under the mattress, and you might put it in a savings account and try to live off the interest or try to have interest take care of things. And and that was before the gold reserve, and and things were different, and it's, it's old thinking, and it doesn't work now. But you still get that advice because people that lived by that and succeeded doing it still are alive today and uh so that advice still floats around because you see these people and go oh you have money what did you do oh this is what i did you should do that the thought is good and incorrect (laughs) um is am i am i off base on any of that no um i i have kind of one correction i would say but otherwise for the most part you really hit the nail on the head uh the one thing i would say is uh, the we went off the gold standard on August fifteenth, nineteen seventy one. Dang, that's what you were going to correct. I, of course, it's a date. I thought it was going to be. I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh man, I've had faulty thinking on something this whole time, and it's a date. Yeah, that's really about it. Um, oh, jeez. Okay. But no, in in terms of inflation, long term inflation rates uh, in the U.S. have averaged yeah. about three point one percent. So if you consider that from a like a retirement standpoint, so over the course of 10 years, a dollar is going to lose roughly a quarter of its value. So it's only going to buy 74 cents worth of goods. That's what you were kind of talking about earlier. Over the course of 25 years, it's going to lose almost over half of its value. So it's worth only 47 cents. And over 50 years, it loses over three quarters of its value. So it's only worth 22 cents. Um, looking at that that person trying to retire with uh, $50,000, so kind of reversing the scenario, if you re- you retire and you only need $50,000 to live off of that buys all the goods and services that you need, in 10 years, you'll need $67,851 to buy the exact same goods and services. In 25 years, you'll need $107,260 to buy those same goods and services. Those numbers are super real. Um, And to your point about retirement, yeah, you definitely want to make sure, like, if you you have a pension that it's, you know, somehow tied to inflation, it has some kind of uh, almost like a COLA cost adjustment. 
um, for inflation. Yeah, and and those those if by chance you're you're thinking that those numbers are unreasonable, like just think of how common it is. Uh, and this this actually kind of ties into some of the social security stuff that we've talked about before and whatever. But how common it is for someone to retire around sixty, you know, maybe fifty five, maybe sixty five, around sixty, I think is a pretty safe, loose estimate. And the the average age of uh, of the American male, American female comes to be about the ages of eighty to eighty five. Uh, unless that's changed lately. And so you're looking at 25 years right there, just just day-to-day living of I'm retired, I'm going to live until 85 because I retired at 60. That's 25 years, which is your 47 cents on the dollar that Sean just talked about. And that's without variables. That's without extra expenses that come along the way, like we addressed in our first season about the types of things that happen when you do get older and the type of expenses that can come up and how things can change, even just on the medical side, let alone trying to match medical advancements, costs of medical advancements, insurance, and inflation. It's it's a lot. <laughs> and it's it's wild, which, you know, Oh, 50,000 a year, you know, that's that's all I need. And then say you're on you're on year 84 and you've got that $25,000 value worth of goods and you're you're struggling to get by to to make these things work because your dollar doesn't carry it the amount that it does and it's because you you just had old advice. That's that's a hard conversation and I, I can say professionally from from a from a paramedic standpoint, that's a very real thing that happens to people and it's frightening. And that's why this information is so important, I think. Uh, because if you've if you've at least got an idea of what's ahead of you, then at least you can build for that rather than think you're building for the right thing, get there and go, What do you mean I, I did everything right? You did everything right with bad information. And that's not what we want. We want good information, and we want it, it's 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 not all good news here. <laughs> um, it's hard news, but it's it's good news that you can be aware of it and move forward on that, regardless of the of the age that you're looking at to start and get this stuff organized. Because at least you know what your goals are. That got dark kind of quick. I didn't mean for it to go down that road. Uh, uh, is there another hermit crab joke that I can throw down in here? Whew. Jeez. Okay. No, I was uh, probably going to go even darker, honestly. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn the fuel down on that one. I think. So, yeah, that was. What, 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 what else should we hit on, if anything? Do you, do you think we got a, a good touch on? I, I'd say the only other thing that I, I want to say, without even giving Sean a chance, <laughs> uh, is the when you're looking at all these things and you're looking at your retirement, whether it's coming up soon or whether it's coming up 30 years from now, uh, just knowing that inflation is going to be a variable and taking that in consideration, whether it's defined benefit, defined contribution, or arranging your own investing process, or you have a lump sum and you're about to retire, it's it's time to call somebody to help get that stuff organized. Uh, 
and that's that's what this is about you know it's it's just being aware that it is a variable and it's it's doable i think i kind of said the same thing but i it felt worth reiterating that's all right i i, I know you said you didn't want to uh, go darker with it but i i think it's worth bringing up that we've been talking about inflation in terms of like, you know, roughly 3%. But if we look historically, you talked about, you know, when we went off the gold standard, inflation, even in the US, in the late 70s, early 80s, actually jumped into the double digits. And that makes those numbers we talked about really go even crazier. You look at uh, Germany during the war, they reached a point where their currency was so devalued that people literally papered their walls with it because it was paper, uh, cheaper to use the currency than it was to buy wallpaper. Uh, a trip to the store meant literally taking a wheelbarrow or a giant suitcase full of currency just to buy everyday goods. Out of curiosity, do you know what the, uh, the percentage was after the uh, 07, 08 crash? Uh, we actually had uh, deflation in 2009. Did it just hold at 3% after that? Or? Uh, roughly. It was, you know, kind of in that 0 to 3% range, mostly in the kind of 1% to 2% range, though. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and like I said, uh, you, you want to talk about other examples of when things really get uh, dark, if you will. Uh, we could use Venezuela as an example of what inflation can really do, because uh, it's a little more more recent example. Uh, Venezuela has been a socialist economy and governance for years now, and actually the last few decades. And their inflation, at least as long as they've been tracking it and providing that information to the rest of the world, has been in the the double digits literally for decades. So imagine what that's doing to their purchasing power. We're talking about like low 20% inflation annually. And they, they stopped reporting it in 2015, I think. Um, so more recently, uh, because they're you know, kind of their socialist programs or welfare programs were actually funded by uh, government confiscated natural resources, specifically oil, and the price of oil fell out. Uh, They they basically just had to start printing money to be able to support all of their programs. And in doing so, their inflation started to ramp up. So that's why they stopped reporting it to uh, the rest of the world. But estimates, and I've seen estimates that actually reach significantly more than what I'm about to share with you, uh, depending on who you're, you're looking at. But the, the most consistent estimates I've seen show inflation in 2017 of 438%. In 2018, 65,374.1%. 2019, another 19,906%. And then just last year, 2020, 6,500%. And those numbers are just almost unfathomable, especially when we're, we're looking at you know 3% annually and seeing that it, it, it literally means you have to have wow. double the money in just 25 years. So imagine 65,000. I mean, it, it, it's very difficult to even tr- understand wh- or grasp what that means. So uh, to give you an example, to to try to put that in perspective, right now you can go to Costco, for example, and you can buy one of those big packages, like 30 rolls of 
Charmin Ultra Soft, they're the mega rolls, right? So 30 rolls of those. So they're the, the really big rolls are equivalent to like, I don't know, six rolls or something like that, 214 sheets a piece. <laughs> and, and it's the good stuff, <laughs> okay. right? I mean, we're the Ultra Soft, we're not, we're not buying the cheap stuff. But that's $27.99. So you're basically paying a dollar for 1.07 rolls. I mean, depending on taxes, anywhere from one to, you know, 1.25, one and a quarter rolls, whatever. But if you experienced sure, yeah. Yeah. inflation of, of 65,374%, one dollar would buy you one third okay. of one sheet, one little square of that same toilet paper. It would literally be cheaper to wipe with our currency, a dollar, than it would be with toilet paper. That inflation, those insane levels of inflation is effectively compounding on itself and just continually just eroding your purchasing power. That's something. Yeah, because I, I, I was watching a mini documentary on just this and it was it was really interesting because the when you look at the exchange rate uh, in general you know you you walk in with your american dollar and you pay you know, however much you and you get a bag of potato chips for you know whatever the the transition rate is uh the exchange rate yeah whatever the exchange rate is between the two and you get you get the chips for the price that they would be worth here uh, but the people that live there, literally, I, I remember they were demonstrating. They said, "Do you see this this bag of chips here? If you have uh, somebody that is working full time all week and arguably more than their their standard forty hours or or whatever it is for that week, it would take them one to two weeks to afford that bag of potato chips to work in that society. In order, it's it's insane." to to even to like to fathom something like that and and that's you know that's not like a special store where they you know they they have the Giorgio Armani of potato chips that's that's not what this like this is just the store down the street that has potato chips and that's the cost and so instead they have people that live in other countries that will either send currency back home from the other countries and that's how they live uh, because then they exchange the money and and get a significant amount from it, or they have the items shipped back from other countries so that they can live. You can't live and work in that society and actually function without an outside source at that point. Yep, crazy mm. stuff. It's very real. But I'm glad we went over it. I'm glad it wasn't a five-minute blip of us going, did you know that money gets more expensive? Like, yeah, I, I did. Oh. Cool. <laughs> I'm I'm glad we were able to touch on this. I, I think it was good to get into some detail. Is there is there anything we're missing on this? No, I think that's it. I like it. Well, then let's wrap it up. Thank you for joining us again and starting off the season three for the truth about investing. Back to basics. My name is Chris Holling, and I'm Sean Cooper. And we will catch you next time on the the next episode i was so excited because i thought i i was like oh this sounds good it's i will catch you next time and then i got so excited that i forgot what i was gonna say after that it's, and I'm you just, blew it <laughs> i'm just I'm, no it doesn't matter. i'm just gonna stop it now i'm just gonna pop
podcast disclaimer disclaimer. The disclaimer following this disclaimer is the disclaimer that is required for this podcast to be up and running and fully functioning and moving forward. This is going to be the same disclaimer that you will hear in each one of our episodes. We hope you enjoy it just as much as we enjoyed making it. All content on this podcast and accompanying transcript is for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed herein by Sean Cooper are solely those of Fit Financial Consulting, LLC, unless otherwise specifically cited. Chris Holling, that's me, is not affiliated with Fi- Financial Consulting, LLC, nor do the views expressed by Chris Holling, me again, represent the views of Fit Financial Consulting, LLC. This podcast is intended to be used in its entirety. Any other use beyond the author's intent, distribution, or copying of its contents of this podcast is strictly prohibited. Nothing in this podcast is intended as legal, accounting, or tax advice and is for informational purposes only. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation. This podcast may reference links to websites for the convenience of our users. Our firm has no control over the accuracy or content of these other websites. Advisory services are offered through Fit Financial Consulting, LLC, an investment advisor firm registered in the states of Washington and Colorado. The presence of this podcast on the internet shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to consumers in a particular state by our firm in the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without our first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. For information concerning the status or disciplinary history of a broker-dealer, investment advisor, or other representatives, a consumer should contact their state securities administrator. Amen. (laughs) What lives in the ocean is grouchy and hates neighbors. A hermit crab. Oh, yep, should have gotten that one. Of course. One. Like, of course. Like, <laughs> should have gotten that one. Uh, once upon a time, I uh, I accidentally became a loan shark in high school. Um, really? I Yeah, it's back when I was working in... Uh, in case I do keep this, I'm not going to use names. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I was I was in a kitchen type circumstance um, in high school, and what wound up happening is uh, how it worked is if you worked the front of the house and you're serving tables, then you made tips, you made cash, and then if you worked in the back, then you weren't making any cash, but you were working in the kitchen and you got good experience doing it. And uh, so I. Uh, I was just better with my money, I guess. I, I think I just didn't have a lot of things to spend it on, but a lot of people would get their <laughs> money and then they just spend it on stuff just out of the gate. And uh, 
right? What wound up happening is because I didn't spend mine right away, when I wasn't working on the front, I still had cash on me, and I'd start to have people like, hey, can I borrow, you know, X? Can I borrow Y? Can I can I borrow some amount of cash? And there was one guy in particular that he racked up like 35, 40 bucks that he owed me, which in, in high school days is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like anybody else that owed me anything was like maybe five or 10 bucks tops. And right. there was a guy that uh it also in this circumstance this is where the kids went that uh uh either were not good at sitting in a desk at school or they uh this was kind of their last shot because they weren't going to college so to give you an idea of the types of kids that uh that i was with (laughs) so one of them comes up to me he's like hey man look you, you know i loaned five bucks from you last week and i'm so sorry i told you i was gonna have it this week and i can't i got these things that are happening it's i'm just sorry man like i'll get you back and i was i had just had another conversation with this other guy that owed me 40 bucks i was like look man i don't know what your deal is with this guy but he owes me 40 bucks and you intimidate him for whatever reason so how about you just remind him that he owes me 40 bucks if you get my money like this week then we're square he's like yeah all right cool sounds good and i didn't think twice about it (laughs) <laughs> but I should have because then the next thing I know is I'm turning a corner and I see him with this guy like up against the wall by his coat and like, oh, geez. you're going to get the <laughs> And I, I turned around and I left and I walk away. And that was the, the day I accidentally became a loan shark in high school. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I, I got my money back and a jacket. <laughs> I believe the jacket was interest at that point, and uh, I, uh, I don't think I had anybody late ever again after that. 